0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We we'll look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled, "Stand Still and See the Salvation of the Lord." It shall be focused on the study of Second Chronicles chapter 20. Before we go any further, we begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we look in the Valley of Tekoa to see the wonderful victory that you gave your children here and how you fought for them, you said, this battle is not yours, it is the Lord's. So Father, we are so happy to know that the battles that we fight in our lives, they're not ours, but they are yours. And so Father, we come to you and we run to your feet and lay our battles at your feet and say, Father, may you fight for us. For we do not know how to solve any of our own problems, but we look to Him. Like David, we say, we shall lift our eyes up to the hills. From there cometh our help. Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of the heavens and the earth. Father, to think that as you were visiting your prophet, you told him, you are the Lord who calmed the seas. Lord, you, you spoke the storm away, and you're the same God yesterday, today, and forever. So even in our lives today, you manifest yourself. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to 2nd Chronicles chapter 20.
1: Chapter 20 It came to pass after this also, that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon, and with them other beside the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side Syria. And behold, they be in Hazazon Tamer, which is in Gedai. And Jehoshaphat feared, and set himself to seek the Lord, and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem, in the house of the Lord before the new court, and said,
2: O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven, and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gavest it to the seed of Abraham thy friend for and they dwelt therein, and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If, when evil cometh upon us, as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house, and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. And now, behold, the children of Ammon, and Moab, and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade, when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them, and destroyed them not. Behold, I say, how they reward us, to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee.
1: And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeiel, the son of Mattaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken ye all
2: Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou king Jehoshaphat, Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you.
1: And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. And the Levites, of the children of the Kohathites, and of the children of the Korhites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning, and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa, And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said,
2: Hear me, O Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper.
1: And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that should praise the beauty of holiness, as they went out before the army, and to say, Praise the Lord! For his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which will come against Judah. And they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, They looked unto the multitude, and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves, more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering of the spoil. It was so much." And on the fourth day they assembled themselves in the Valley of Barakah. For there they blessed the Lord. Therefore the name of the same place was called the Valley of Barakah unto this day. Then they returned, every man of Judah and Jerusalem, and Jehoshaphat in the forefront of them, to go again to Jerusalem with joy. For the Lord had made them to rejoice over their enemies. And they came to Jerusalem with psalteries and harps and trumpets unto the house of the Lord. And the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries when they had heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for his God gave him rest round about. And Jehoshaphat reigned over Judah. He was thirty and five years old when he began to reign, and he reigned twenty and five years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Azubah, the daughter of Shilhai. And he walked in the way of Asa, his father and departed not from it, doing that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Howbeit the high places were not taken away, for as yet the people had not prepared their hearts unto the God of their fathers. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoshaphat, first and last, behold, they are written in the book of Jehu, the son of Hanani, who is mentioned in the book of the kings of Israel. And after this did Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, join himself with Ahaziah, king of Israel, who did very wickedly. And he joined himself with him to make ships to go to Tarshish. And they made the ships in ezion geber Then Eliezer, the son of Dodava of Marisha, prophesied against Jehoshaphat, saying,
2: Because thou hast joined thyself with Ahaziah,
1: the Lord hath broken thy works. And the ships were broken, that they were not able to go to Tarshish. Up next,
0: We shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, The Power of God. This was preached in 1955 on October the 6th in the evening. We'll begin at paragraph 31 up to paragraph 47. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing.
3: Now, they led him right out on the road to the promised land. You know all the contest between God and Pharaoh down there? How he did this, he did this, and by he did this. And now, at our text tonight, we find them on their journey, and they look out down there, and there's the Red Sea, mountains on both sides, and they lifted up their eyes and looked back, and there come Pharaoh with all of his army. Yeah. <laughs> all of his trained soldiers, his chariots, and his a captain of each chariot. And so, boy, here come a great cloud of dust while tens of thousands, yes, perhaps a million or more, armed mankind. And here this bunch of little sheep was backed up with a drove of wolves coming on them. Then what happened? Just the human, just like we all do. Wasn't there enough graves down in Egypt that we could be buried there? That's the way we think. They'd forgot what all faith had done for them a few days before. That's what we do. The first little pain hits us after you've been prayed for. Oh, well, I guess I lost it. Oh, my. And you hear him to the platform, been healed of cancer, blinded eyes have been opened. Those who are lame walk again and all these things. And we see it, look at it, examine it, go right on, moving. And then the first little conflict comes along. We forget all about that. See the Lord Jesus and the power of his resurrection. But we so quickly forget that's the human part of it. But they seen it, and they were helpless. Now, what a place. Would you imagine a people that walked reverently before God, that's kept every one of these precepts. They ate the paschal lamb. They sprinkled the blood. They followed every instruction, just as Moses gave it, reverently. And then God led them right out there and trapped them. Oh, my. Helpless. Not a thing they can do. Here's the Red Sea. Here's the mountains on either side. And they're right back in the little neck. And here comes Pharaoh's army. God led them in a trap. Oh, but my! God draws the blueprint of their journey before the world was ever made to pass through there. Hallelujah! Don't think I'm crazy because I holler hallelujah. I can't help it. I blow up them, I believe. Hallelujah means praise our God. Hallelujah. <laughs> praise our God. Hi. Right. That's one word I can speak in German. <laughs> or any of the rest of the language, even to the hottentots in South Africa. No matter what, the same word, hallelujah is the same. Praise our God. Now. Here they are all cornered up, God pushing his children right out that part of of Egypt, coming right up along, and trapped them right in this place. The God of heaven was leading them by a pillar of fire and brought them into this trap. Now, unbelief will say, why? Why did he do it? Look, as immediately after they got out of that, they went right into the wilderness of sin. Right out there into the murmur, everything. God leads his children through these kind of paths. Some through the water, some through the flood, some through deep trials, but all through the blood. Amen. That's the way. Just follow. Don't make any difference where he's leading. Just keep following. And that's what Israel had done. and walked right into a trap. But the human side had forgot all the miracles, forgot all the great gods that had been leading him, and began to wonder, what can we do? Then Moses cried to the Lord, and a voice came back, stand still, hallelujah, and see the salvation of God. See what? Salvation. Now, God, the display had been proven by Satan, death in the river. Faith, the power of faith, had been proven by the annihilation, leaving Egypt, and all the things they had done. Faith had proved that it was powerful. Now, what about God? Now they're in a trap. Now it's time for God to display something. The people couldn't act no more. Did Father ever precept and was in a trap? Now it's time for God to act. Say, why did he do it? To show them his love. Maybe that's why you got sick. He wants to show you His love. He wants you to get the end of your road one time. You know, sometimes it's too bad, but God has to lay us on our backs so we look up once in a while. Is that right? Yes. He wants to show His love. He wants to show His power. God likes to manifest His power. He told Abraham 440 years before, 420 years before that, or 440 it was, before that time, that he would bring the children of Israel out under a mighty hand. God has to keep his promise. The same God that said he would bring them out under a mighty hand and fulfill it to the letter, the same one said, if they shall lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. He'll fulfill it to the letter. No matter how many critics and people raised up with their theologies and mental conception of the word without revelation, God will keep his word anyhow. Amen. Amen. I'm not yelling at you. This thing's got an awful voice, and I'm feeling awful good right now. So I'll try to back away from it. Notice, seeing God come in action. Isn't it wonderful? Years some time ago at Harleys in Texas, I was down there a little One night, going into the hotel where I was staying, I heard a woman cry. I thought, somebody in trouble. I turned around to look, and as I was coming through a little place, there was two young girls in their old, probably early 20s, uh, 21, 22 years old, was standing there, a blonde and a black-headed girl. They had their arms around one another, weeping. And I said, pardon me, miss. I I said, I'm a minister. Could I help you? And she said, yes, Brother Branham. (laughs) I knew she knew me. (laughs) Now I said, What's the matter? She said, we seen we couldn't get a prayer card and get in the line. We know what hotel you were standing in. So we stayed. Right here, thought maybe your shadow might pass on my little friend and be healed. Oh, my. I said, What's the matter? It says it's mental. I brought her here. Standing there in that great faith, not a make-believe, but a real faith, a vision broke forth. I said, Yes, you come from northern Texas, near Lubbock. I said, You brought her here in a yellow Buick car. Coming along where there's a half of the road was concrete and the other half was was um, a tar. I said, you started turned a corner and you were both laughing, had the top down. You almost had a wreck. And she just screamed the top of her voice. And I said, and thus saith the Lord. She's healed. That's right. And there, next day, she liked to set the town afar. She stirred the nest of the devil. Let me tell you, if you want the devil stirred up, just start preaching divine healing. Amen. Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. And 3,000 souls were saved and Satan never even moved. But the couple days afterwards, he healed a man at the gate called Beautiful who was lame and all hell turned loose on him. That's right! The devil don't like to see God display his power. He thinks he's got a lot of power, but he's, he's finished. Amen. Our Christ is predominant. Take the initiative. Don't let him push something on you. That same day, a couple of days after that here come the little girls, brother Baxter come in and said, Brother Branham said the fat's in the fire. I said, What's the matter? Oh, they said that said they go to uh, expose you tonight as Simon the Sorcerer. I said, Oh, is that so? Said, Yes, yeah, said Brother Branham, they got cards out all over the city and said, Them two girls know the ones was healed? I said, Yes. Said they're downstairs crying, packing up their clothes to go home. Said, Oh, it's pathetic, Brother Branham. I said, What's the matter? He said, "Well, they said that they hated it because their testimony had stirred up such an awful row down here. They were Methodists, and so they said it stirred up such a row that they was going to the FBI was going to get you tonight and expose you as Simon the Sorcerer." Well, I said, "If that's right, I ought to be exposed." See, I said, "Sure." He said, "Well, uh, you better go down and talk to him." Said they're downstairs now. I, I said, "What room then?" He told me. And I went, and knocked on the door, and they were crying, packing their clothes. "Oh," said Brother Brennan, "we're so sorry." I said, "What you sorry about?" I said. She said, "Oh, we caused so much trouble. We've got you in trouble." I said, "You have." Over, get someone healed. I said, "You got me in trouble. You got the devil in trouble." I said, "That's he's the ones in trouble, not me." And he said, "Well, Brother Branham," she said, "We're so sorry." Said, "We sat down by a woman today," and she said, "Aren't you with the Branham party?" Said, "No, ma'am." Said, "Oh, yes, you are." Said, "No, I just got healed over there in a, in a hotel the other night." Said, "Listen," said, "That man is a witch." Said, "We know it." Why, she said, here, lady, my, my friend who come with me was going to the insane institution and test her. She's perfectly normal. So, oh, yes, I know. I put a boy in my, me, meet- in his meeting one time, it had TV, And he went up there and done his hocus-pocus over it and said, the baby got over the TV, but it was the devil. And anybody don't know no more about that and know the devil has not one power or nothing to heal. I challenge that. If the devil can heal. He's in, he's in cahoots with God. I'm the Lord who heals all thy diseases. Yes, the devil hasn't got... That was a great contest between um, the, the Egyptians down there when they brought up their soothsayers and so forth. They could perform things, but they couldn't heal. Every time the, uh, the magicians would do something, Moses would do something, they'd pattern it. But they could bring it, but they couldn't take it away. So it shows that God is the only one who can heal. Amen. So she said, we're sorry we're going home. And said, We're so sorry. I said, Now, look, you know the girl's healed. Yes. I said, Isn't God wonderful in healing? He said, Yes. I said, You're seen in battle. Boy, he's wonderful. He <laughs> said, You're not going over there. I said, Well, you don't expect me to run, do you? I said, Sure, I'm going over there. He said, Brother Abraham, the FBI's going to expose you. I said, Expose what? What they got to expose. I said, I'm trying my best to be exposed. I'm <laughs> <laughs> trying my best to get the gospel to everybody I can. I said, i like to be helped along a little. I said, you mean you're going over? I said, sure. I said, come and see the Lord in battle. You know, he's wonderful in healing. See him in battle one time. See what, how great he is there. I said, oh, he's marvelous in battle. I said, I've never seen him come in battle yet, but what he he come out in the victory? Even when they put him in hell. He put his head, oh, he's put on the neck of the devil and tucked the keys of death away from him and rose on the third day. Even in death, he come out in triumph said Satan ain't got nothing on him well I went over that night when he got over there they had the custodian that had some little Spanish boys out picking up said prayerfully written divine healing may be right but Simon the sorcerer's still on the job and so I, well, I said brother Baxter all of you just leave the building get back there's about three or four thousand people five there just beating just breaking I said, I have a little ticket here that said I was Simon the Sorcerer, and the FBI is going to expose me. I said, we might as well get that off for hand right now. Come on, you expose me up here. I want you to come. Wait a little while. I said, well, where are you at? Won't you come on? So I waited, wondered what it was. I didn't know what it was all about. I noticed standing over to my right in the corner, a big black shadow standing there. I wonder, what's that for? I looked back again and moved from there, come across the people, and went up in the balcony and hung over a man with a blue suit on, one with a gray on. A vision broke. <laughs> I said, it isn't the FBI. It's them two backslidden preachers sitting right there. They got down like this. I said, don't get down. I said, no, and two or four of them big Texans, rough-handed, they went to get him. I said, no, 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 don't do that. This is not a flesh and blood affair. Let him alone, because they'd put a rope around his neck." So I said, don't do that. But let me show you something. If I am Simon the Sorcerer, I need to be exposed. You come down to this platform here if I'm Simon the Sorcerer. And if I am Simon the Sorcerer, I'll drop dead on this platform. And if I'm a man of God, you come down and you're wrong. And I'm a man of God, you'll drop dead on the platform. And let the audience see who's right and who's wrong and let God testify who's right. So they sat there a little while and I said, well, we sang a hymn. We started singing a hymn. Up they got and through the aisle and out they went. We waited for about 30 minutes and nobody ever did come in. They haven't come in since. <laughs> sure. I said, I'm sick and tired of this stuff everywhere. God is great in battle. When he sent you, don't be scared. Stand there and see God's salvation. He said, stand still. There's only one who can produce salvation. That's God. No one else can bring salvation but God. He said, now stand still and see the salvation of God. Here come the army. Oh, and I think of it. Here come the army, the dust of roared. And when Moses stood still to see the salvation of God, the great pillar of fire that was hanging before them had led him into this trap, moved, went over and stood between Israel and Pharaoh's army. And they had rejected the light. And any man who rejects the light receives the same thing they did. It becomes midnight blackness to them. The same light that made a light for the children of Israel to walk by blinded the eyes of Pharaoh and his army. And the same Holy Ghost gospel that you call nonsense that will carry the church to glory darkens the eyes of the modern theologian tonight. The same Holy Ghost and power that resurrected Jesus Christ that stands in this building tonight blinds the eyes of the modern-day preacher and his church and that's the thing is blighted them has given light. hallelujah since the resurrection of jesus and the day of pentecost god will do it can't explain it but if you don't accept light it'll become darkness to you you'll criticize it call it holy roller, and you might as well have a millstone hanged at your neck and drown the depths of the sea you blaspheme the holy ghost it's not forgiven. He said, who speaks a word against the Son of Man? For it be forgiven. But if you speak against the Holy Ghost, it'll never be forgiven you. Like, oh, you know so much. <laughs> so you made fun of the people. That was in the Spirit of God, believing in divine healing and the resurrection of Christ and the powers of God. You made fun of. Turned up your nose and walked out of church. I want you to see what happens when you stand before the King who sent this message. Amen. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think you got it big, but just wait till the day comes. This is man's day. The Lord's day is coming. That's right. Notice how marvelous the same. Oh, I done gone past. I better quit. God in his power. Just a moment. God moving in his power. He said, Moses, what are you crying to me about? Take your rod in your hand and raise up your hand and go forward. Hallelujah! Here goes Moses, right in his hand, other hand up, saying, We'll walk in the light. What a beautiful light comes where the dewdrops of mercy are bright. The angel of God going before him in a pillar of fire, leading him right down to the bank. And when he got there, she walled up for him. Hallelujah! And they walked right out of the trap, God displaying his love and power. else could help (laughs) Amen. amen Satan's power limited faith's power brings to pass God's revealed revelation God helps those who cannot act and help themselves the old dishonoring God proverb it said God helps those who help themselves how ridiculous God helps those who can't help themselves amen oh isn't he wonderful The power of God, what it does, the power of God's the only thing that can give eternal life. The power of God is the only thing. It's the power of God that built a tree. All the science in the world can't build a tree. God's power built the tree. God's power keeps me alive. If God calls you, all the hospitals, the oxygen tents, and pool motors in the world couldn't keep you here. Yeah. Salvations of the Lord. It's God's power that feeds the sparrow. It's God's power that speaks to the little duck up there. There is nobody who goes up there and shoots him off the lake and says, go on down to Louisiana. No, sir. It's God's power that shoots him off the lake. The little fellow don't know which way to go. It's God's power that directs him to the south. Hallelujah! It's God's power that directs him to Jesus Christ. It's God's power that brought the wise man to the cradle. It's God's power that thrills the soul of every believer. Amen. God's power to help those who cannot help themselves. Amen.
0: As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mighty love. We thank you, Lord, for your everlasting presence among us. We pray, Father, may your word speak to us today and change our hearts from the inside that we may become the manifestation of your word today. And Lord, take all malice out of our heart, take all bad feeling towards each other, but may we love each other with undying Christian love. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Now we will leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
4: The Father has a plan Though it's hard to see it now You feel you're walking all alone, but He Oh swiftly rising and you wonder where he's been friend there never was a moment that his arms weren't reaching out you can rest assured and be secure God is moving